Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hey everybody, welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. The thing I want to talk about this time is influence. Influence is a huge thing in safety management. When we talk about leadership, specifically safety leadership, leadership is a function of influence and not position. So whether you are a line pilot acting as a safety manager or a line technician or a maintenance technician acting as a safety manager or whether you actually have the position of like safety director or vice president of safety, it is all about influence. And the question I get a lot is, can you influence up? And the answer is absolutely yes, because it's not about positions, but influence. It's about acting and being deliberate in a certain way that inspires and encourages people to act a certain way. So that's influence. But we're not getting into leadership today. What I want to talk about mostly is influence in terms of performance indicators. And this is important. Some of you may or may not know, I do teach at uh, University of Southern California in their Aviation Safety Management System program. And we were talking about metrics the other day. And I think the important thing between what ICAO calls process-based metrics and what they call outcome-based metrics is this idea of influence. When you as an organization are measuring events, when you're measuring something that happened, those are pretty much outcomes. Whether it be the number of misfuelings, the number of mishandlings, the number of towing errors, the number of TCAS resolution advisories, the number of altitude excursions, anything that's an output, those are actually called outcome-based metrics. What I want to present to you is the fact that as an organization, you have little to no control over those. Let me rephrase that. You have little or no direct control over those. So for example, you can't say today in our fleet, we're going to have only one unstable approach. You can't say that unless, of course, you are a fleet of one and it's just you and you go out and fly an unstable approach, which that would actually be kind of silly. But let's say you have a cadre of pilots and say today we're going to have one unstable approach. You really can't say that because you actually may have zero, they may be spot on, or you may have three. So we don't have direct control over that. So these outcome-based metrics, we can't really control them. But what we can do is influence them. And we do that through process-based actions. And this kind of gets into objectives. And I know we talked about this earlier. In fact, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about looking at your objectives and seeing, hey, do they still do they still matter? But when you're trying to change the tide or change the direction of any outcome-based events, you have to think, what can my organization do? What can we do to actually influence those outcome-based events? So for example, we cannot say today we're gonna have one unstable approach in our organization. We can't say that. I mean, we can say zero and just hope we get lucky, but we can't say it with absolute certainty. And that's what I mean by direct control. We can't say it with 100% certainty that this is going to happen. But what we can say and that we do have direct control over is the fact that maybe we can send 100% of the pilots to stabilize approach training, as an example. As silly as that sounds, that's, that's about all we can do. The idea of influence is the organization can do action, things that has direct control over in order to influence, to move the needle, if you will, or move the data on things that they don't have direct control over. 
Does that make sense? And it's really good in Ikeo's eyes to couple those together. So you may have an objective like to increase reporting because we can't say, we, we have no direct control over it. I mean, people are gonna report when they wanna report, if it's especially if it's voluntary. So we don't have direct control over that. But let's say you have an objective to increase reporting to 40 reports a month. We don't have direct control over that. What can we do to help influence that? Well, a couple of objectives there, we could say, well, we want to bring up the importance of reporting at 100% of the safety meetings. We don't know if it's gonna work, but that is one thing we can do. Uh, we want to implement a reward program for reporting. To be honest with you, I have a lot of thoughts about that, and that is probably a topic for another podcast as far as incentivizing reporting, but let's just go with that for now. So let's say you want to impl implement a incentive program for people reporting. And what you can do is you can show the percentage of implementation as a metric to measure against that, but that is one way that maybe you can increase reporting. We may say that we want to reduce the number of times that aircraft are towed without the required number of wing walkers. Okay, we don't have direct control over that. We don't know if every time an aircraft is towed, we can't say that there's only going to be one that's going to be towed without the required number of wing walkers, or we could even zero would kind of be a guess. But what we can do is one, we can say we want to have so many inspections of aircraft movements a month so that your presence will hopefully encourage wing walking, or we want to say we want to bring this up at every, again, a safety standout for a line service, that there needs to be wing walkers with every single aircraft movement. I don't know what it's gonna be, but that's kind of the fun of it. So when we look at some of these outcome-based measurements, when we look at measuring outcomes, we can be creative and say, what is it going to take for us to do for the fact that we have direct control over? What is it going to take in order to influence that outcome? And that's where the fun really begins. And I've talked about this before, but this is where the safety manager should get together with the functional manager like a chief pilot or director of maintenance, and maybe a subject matter expert like a mechanic or a pilot and say, okay, what is it that we can do to influence this measurement? What, what can we do? So if, if, for example, let's say you have a rash of miscommunications with ATC, or let's say you have a rash of altitude excursions, for whatever reason, you have to sit there and think, okay, we can't control how many of these events we're gonna have a day. We can't control how many events that we're going to have in terms of altitude excursion or miscommunications, or let's say even bird strikes, or even TCAS RAs. We can't control that directly, but what is it that we, as an organization, what can we do? What is it that we have direct control over, that we can direct resources at, that we can direct people at, that we can direct time at, which both of those are resources, in order to influence that outcome. And it, it really is kind of a neat relationship. And what ICAO recommends is that you first want to define what the outcome is. So when, especially when we're talking about objectives, what is the outcome objectives? Do you want to reduce something, increase something, whatever it may be, whatever the outcome is that you don't have direct 100% control over. We want to define that first. And now, once we define that, now we can roll up our sleeves and let the fun begin. We can say, what is it that we can do as an organization in order to influence those outcomes? And once you do that, you can have an objective. Okay, so we want to implement 100% of the pilots trained on special CRM procedures or 100% of the pilots trained on special approach procedures, whatever it may be. Once you do that, 
now you can look at the data and see is it working so depending on what you're doing on the input on the process based side there should be a signal or a reaction in the outcome side if there's not guess what that gives you the information to say hey we need to go back to the drawing board we need to think of something else so you develop something else develop how can we really influence this data and then put it into action and see what happens and see if the outcome data responds and that is actually the whole point of influence we want to do something that we have direct control over to influence events that we don't have direct control over. So let's give another example. When we look at misfuelings at a FBO, putting 100 low lead in a jet A tank or vice versa. And I know we have the duck bill, which isn't supposed to fit into a 100 low lead tank. So let's say you're having a rash of those on the ramp and you want to reduce that number. You can't just say, hey, we want to reduce the number of misfuelings to less than one per 1,000 fuelings. We can say that, but what we can't do is just graph it and then hope that the data moves itself. We have to do something about it. Now, let me take a quick segue here, and you might be wondering, well, why didn't I say zero? And I think this is a really good thought experiment, but if we can say with certainty that we don't have direct control on these outcomes, can we actually say that we're gonna reduce it to zero with 100% certainty? Is there anything that we can put in place to ensure that we never ever misfuel an aircraft again? Well, I guess yes, we would shut the doors and go out of business. And of course we don't want misfuelings, but to have a target of zero might be a fool's errand because we may never get there. We may have one, one month, and then several years later, we may have another, and we would just have busted our you know zero forever metric. So we try to take something that is reasonable or industry standard. Maybe we say one in 1,000 feelings, one in 100,000 feelings, whatever it may be, but we want to reduce it to that. And we can approach zero, but hitting zero might be, like I said, a fool's errand. We set up a target. And we say we want to reduce the number of misfuelings to less than one per 1,000 fuelings. And like I said, we can't just say this is our objective, this is the data, and we're going to let it run and see what happens. No, we have to do something. So if we're having a problem, we have to do something. We have to direct resources. We have to direct time and effort to actually try to influence this data to go into the right direction, to, to get at or below that target. We probably need to establish objectives that address that outcome-based objective, and these objectives are called process-based. And the process-based objectives could be like, we're gonna send everybody to NATA safety first, we're gonna purchase a duck bill, you know, nozzle, whatever it may be, but it's these things that the organization has direct control over that are going to influence what they don't have direct control over. So you implement these things, you hit those process-based objectives, you hit those things that you can have absolute control over and then see how it actually impacts the outcome-based metrics. And that's the idea of influence. Now, there are, there are good books out there, one of them um, being The Four Disciplines of Execution and then another one being Upstream by Heath. But you can look at these books and how these these actions that organizations have direct control over can influence these outcomes that they don't have direct control over. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you listening. Please send me a message. Let us know what you would like to hear. I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. In the meantime, stay safe.
This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.